Welcome to another edition of That's News to Us. Joe Orlando here. Elbertson and I couldn't be together this week, but we'd like to share an interview we did with Jason Schultz, formerly with Fox 40, currently with the Sacramento Bee. to a second edition of S and Giggles. Did we make it to two? <laughs> we did make it to two. I'm Sid Fong, along with Joe Orlando. What's up? And Albert M. Hey. Hey, he's so excited to do the show today. Albert's so busy, oh, I walk in the door my. and Albert's walking in like 20 different directions. He, he, ba- he barely had some sleep, the poor guy. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. It's been a rough week. You got my little fiddle? You hearing it, Albert? My little fiddle? Uh, I'm not asking for any... Uh, <laughs> I could tell you. <laughs> He'd like to tell me something, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, let's see. I got a call to go down to LA at like 7 p.m., drove down, and then I had to work to do this editing thing. So I was up till 4 o'clock. I had a meeting at 9 o'clock for this thing, for this sort of revision, revision meeting. So I was there till 3.30, and then I drove back at 3.30, and I got back home around 11 to Sacramento. But back at the office, because I have to finish what we talked about. So then I got home at 4.30. And then on, was that Friday? Yeah. <laughs> so Saturday and Sunday, the last two nights I've been up since, like yesterday, I went home at 5 o'clock from here. This is why you don't own your own business. Sid. So how long is the, how long is the piece? It's not a um, so they have these slideshows that I got to put together, oh. and they're like ten minutes each. But there's twenty three oh days. Gosh! So there's twenty three ten minute videos. They're slideshows, but they keep on changing information. They're typos. They don't catch it, and I have to go and change it. So oh my gosh, ten minute slideshows. And then like I have to burn that on a DVD, and that takes like two hours to do. You know, imagine twenty three of those. That's why they're paying you the big bucks, though, right? Well, I wish that was the case. <laughs> I, mean, I, think I, I think I'm going to break even from all the gas I'm traveling oh! back and forth. So. They're, oh, they're not paying for your travel at all? Not really. Oh. Per work. But you got to deliver, right? Hey, hey, you know what? It gotta looks, make the looks good happy. as part of the clients that you will have, you know? And, right? Does that include you, Sid? Yes. Yes. Sid, you're going to pay the man for your services Yelp, or Yelp what? Review. Hey, you know what? At least it's not L.A. that he has to travel. That, that's for sure. Joe, how are you, man? How Everything's you beautiful, Sid. So the 4th of July. So anyway, so we go up to Portland, right? Yeah. Um, and we drive up to see my son. He used to live in Eugene, which is fine. You know, Eugene's like seven and a half hours. Yeah. But you can add at least an hour, hour 15 to go into Portland. So, I mean, I love driving up there because once you get past Reading, you guys ever drive north on five, like past uh-huh. Reading? It's gorgeous up yeah. there. It's just, Oregon's very, beautiful. Very beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. So my wife and my daughter and I, Went to see my son and his girlfriend, and their parents met us there. Mm-hmm. So it was beautiful. We spent four days, went to the beach, had a good time. Never been to the Oregon coast. And I thought it was forever to get there from Portland, but it was only like hour and a half. We went to Seaside, just kind of cut across. Yeah. And then we went up to Astoria, which is a, which is a port town. So it was, it was beautiful. Did a lot of stuff and hung out and had a good time. He's got a nice pool in his, uh, his complex in there doing some laps then in the hot tub. Having uh, you know a couple uh, adult beverages, it was beautiful. Yeah, that that must be a, a next level of father son bonding moment when you can just you know break out a, some brew with your son, right? That's like you, you you never you never popped up some 
bearer in the past and this is your first time doing this or maybe not maybe you did maybe you did it when he was 16 years old i have no idea did i ever tell you guys why i had kids Do I want to let, know, let me or... well kind of because <laughs> when when they all turned 16 i <laughs> rotated no no, no i wrote you guys set yourself up okay anyways i rotated the kids who was going to drive like when i went to when we all went to you know some relative's house or wherever and I was having uh, one or two adult beverages. So yeah. kind of working and rotated the kids depending on who just turned 16, and then they would drive home. Wow. <laughs> Which is a safe way to do it, it right? It would be. That's kind of an interesting way to have kids. But having a beer with your kid is, is cool, Sid. I, cool. I thought he was going to go. I swear I thought I he was going to go without the accident. You're the, you're the accident child. <laughs> no, I know. I, I had a couple you're, of You're our organ child. I, I know. Going, yeah. I hear alcohol. Do you want to know why? Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Speaking of the trip to Oregon, let me toss this in and then you guys jump in. Um, On the way up, I was uh, was nabbed by uh, our finest. Really? 88, just outside of Reading. I was going 88. I was pulling into the fast lane. I was out of my head anyways, because I was averaging like 85 or whatever, just driving too fast, right? Speed limit limit was like 70, right? It was 65, but the the, the guy was totally cool. He pulled me over. And he's like, uh, you know, I got you for speeding. And I knew once he pulled out, I knew what it was and who he was after. I didn't tell my wife, but I was like, oh, there's a CHP officer. <laughs> so, and so he pulls up, right? And so we're, we're talking to him. And, uh, and as he gives me the ticket at the end, I was like, so what'd you get me at? And he goes, I got you at 80, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, write you down. No, he goes, I got you at 88, but I'm going to write you down for 80. So that's better. So it's not going to cost as much because if you get up in, into a certain level, they could suspend your license. Yeah, so. I, I didn't know you. Speak, can... Speaking of which, <laughs> can you hear it? Side street. Yes, you can. Okay, it's probably downtown, baby. I didn't know yep. you can haggle with the CHP. No, I no, I, did, I didn't haggle. No, no, he, he's. That's what he told me. Albert. He oh. said. He said I'm going to write you up for eighty, um, even though you were going eighty-eight. So he's being very cool. I, mean, I think. I think part of the things that you have to do is if if you get caught. You really just need to be nice and sincere. Like, look, I did it. I'm sorry. That and sometimes they will knock down the miles per hour, and that will be better for your points, right? Because we're all at the end of the day, it's all about points. You know how it affects your insurance. And so, like, I got one time when I worked for the Fresno CBS station, I got busted for 85 miles per hour. And so, right? That's but beautiful. Not, said, knocked, I don't feel. He bad. knocked me down to 70. You know, maybe you saw me as an Asian driver, like, okay, you can't drive. Obviously. So this was in a 35, so, right? No, it was not. No. <laughs> Run over a kid we're or trying, something. We're, we're trying to go to a high school football game to cover that. So we're jamming pretty, pretty fast. To get I, there. I got a ticket off of 50 working, but I, I avoided it for a year and a half. How did you avoid it? <laughs> I just kept on calling them saying, sorry, I can't make it. You can send them letters. Because the idea, hopefully the law enforcement's not listening, but... The theory goes, if you, the more you prolong it, like they either forget or they don't care about whatever, the ticket, and so they won't show up. So um, I took that to heart, and also fighting the justice system. And uh, I just wrote the letter, called, and said, oh, I'm out of the country, and blah, blah, blah. A year and a half. And then I finally decided to, uh, you know, go in. Because I, I went to contest it. I didn't say, you know, whatever. Guy was there. <laughs> I was there, so year and a half of delay, but really uh, nothing. I mean, he probably had a calendar's like, yeah, 
He had my picture on a board, yeah. like Cape Fear. Was that the like one with stabbing. darts or what? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I'm, I'm going to get you. In, in, in your heart of hearts, Albert, were you guilty? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did not oh, yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm try, trying to beat the system. But I, I guess what I found out was that the CHP, uh, the, whoever, the officers, police, if, if they have to come into court, it's actually the best day of their lives because they get paid. They're off the street. They're in AC. They get paid whether they're out there shooting guns or pulling over people or being in an air-conditioned room. So hypothetically, they'll be there. Now, if they have other, you know, like the only cases that really help is like if they're on a SWAT or a special team and they have to go to a certain training and they can't be there for that day, then you can get off. So you did the, okay, you got busted as a as a Fox 40 Botox. Yeah. That yeah. See, you shouldn't have done that for Fox 40. Well, listen, CBS out of Fresno. I yeah. think you got busted too, right? I did. But the best thing was, I I, I had I uh, to lower my points. I took one of those uh, traffic school classes that happened to be at a bowling alley in Fresno. It was it's supposed to be like the uh, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, like comedy traffic schools, which wasn't funny at all. You know, it was really stupid. Well, like a, a Dane Cook. Like <laughs> afternoon, I'm like, oh, okay, lame jokes. But you, you know, you get reduced the ch- points. However, during one of the breaks of that traffic school, I, I you know went out. It's a bowling alley. I, I saw some guys bowl, and there was a 95 year old guy bowling. <laughs> and he said, kicked your butt. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I was fascinated by this guy. And the guy was like dancing around as he was bowling. I'm like, dude, I need to do a story on this guy. So, anyways, to make a long story short. The week after, I came back with a camera, shot the story, did my first one-man band package on that guy. And I got praises not only by my staff, but also the anchor of the ABC station as well. So, mixed blessing, give me that ticket. Is there any way, Sid, you can get a hold of that tape or whatever it was and bring it in so Albert and I can listen to it? Maybe we can, I, I have maybe it on, we can play it. I have it on VHS. Now, if I can find a VHS, VHS player. Wow. Albert, does that work for you? Oh, boy, I don't have a VHS player. You're getting right. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you just say an 8-track? I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, my weekend was filled with me and my wife and uh, hanging out with some kids. Uh, one was the goddaughter, Mandy's goddaughter, and the another one is Mandy's cousin's kid, who's 10 years old. Now the problem with him, he, he's a great kid. He, he has a hard time eating anything healthy because all he knows is sugary treats. So we, we took him to a Chinese restaurant. And of course, some Chinese food looks, look very, very interesting to say the least. So he didn't want to eat some of the food. So we gave him chicken chow mein, which had chicken, the noodles, and we added broccoli. And we told him it would just give you this much, which is like a just small pile of food. Eat that in one piece of broccoli. He hesitated for, only, for nearly an hour to eat that one piece of broccoli. A 10-year-old boy doing that. I said, all you need to do, like, he didn't know how to, like, get into the broccoli. I was like, take your fork and stab it and put it in your mouth. And Joe, seriously, he went like this. He was just like, could not, could not, could not put the fork into the broccoli. So what phase of diabetes is he in? I don't know. It's so, it was so frustrating. Is he getting his insulin shots? (laughs) 
I took the fork. He's a skinny kid, by the way. I'd like to take the fork. Yeah, I know. Go take ahead. that fork. I took the fork. I stabbed it for him. And I'm like, all right, eat it. Take one bite. So with everyone looking at him, he, he put the piece of broccoli into his mouth and start to gag. And like, he's about to throw up. And I'm, I said to him, no, you're not throwing up because this is not happening. You're not throwing up at all. And he's like, I said, come on. It's just a piece of broccoli. It can't kill you. Right? So he took the first bite. I said, how was it? It wasn't good. Of course it wasn't good because you didn't want it to be a good bite. So he took the bite and said, all right, just eat half of that piece of broccoli. And so literally with his finger, he's like trying to measure out what that half is. Like, come on, kid. It's good for you. You need you need something. You're you're skinny. You're ten years old. You need you need something in your in your system. And finally, he took like three or four bites. But it took over an hour for that kid to eat broccoli. It was amazing. Let me tell you, you guys all have stories of that though as kids, right? There were things that that you just didn't want to eat, right? Like my dad would eat. Uh, he would be into like liver and onions. He's like, well, I just want you to try it. I was like, no, I'm not trying it. He's like, well, no, just, just try a little bit and, and see what you think. I was like, no, I'm not trying it. He's like, well, you're going to try it, and you're going to sit there until you try it. So like a half an hour later, everybody's already left the table, and guess who's still sitting there? You. So I, I eventually take like a little bite. He's like, oh, wasn't that good? I was like, no. Well, I think, Joe, you don't have to deal with Asian shame and punishment for eating. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to deal with that's that's white privilege right there. Well, I, I think Sid could relate. when I grew up on my plate, something could be moving still. And if I didn't eat it, I get slapped in the face or a little, little smack in the back. So I didn't have the talking to talking to was a, a white unicorn that we didn't have the 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 benefit of the doubt it's either it doesn't matter if it had horns it was literally still moving blood you know trails going I, we still had to eat whatever it was so i remember that so sorry i can't relate sorry yeah so is that like an asian thing is that an asian thing fellas or what is that you, you're a little bit more americanized i don't yeah, know if you went through still it still yell at me i mean my mom yelled at me and still yells at me for no reason but i mean yeah i mean well you're sued yeah <laughs> so you you have rice, you have all these things, right? All these different dishes, and you don't want to eat that at all. You want to eat fast food. You want to eat something else. And your parents are trying to teach you, one, this is part of your culture, so it's good for you. Two, we, we're not going to buy you any other food, so you better eat this, right? And they're trying to teach you a lesson. I I basically whined and cried about it for all those years. Eventually... Eventually, I started liking Chinese food, but it took me a long time. So I can relate to this kid who's 10 years old. However, you, d- you did want to s- take that fork and s- stab it in his eye. He's like, come on, just eat the two bites of broccoli. Well, I'm sorry. I can't relate. The bumps up my back of my head says I could eat whatever the heck is in front of me. So, yeah. See, we all got smacked. I got smacked in the head. But I mean, for, for not eating, but for not eating, yeah. whatever. It could have been a broccoli. It could have been a sea cucumber. Things that actually move while it's alive. Yeah. We were expected to eat it. And then if we didn't, it was punishment, like physical punishment. All so. right, let's stay with that for a second. So, so punishment as kids. I mean, what, what was it that you guys did that made your parents just go, no? 
with me, let me just throw this out there. We were Catholic, and so I had to go to catechism, right? Which is, you know, you had to, you had to learn about the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So, so I would get well, in trouble. Probably, it shows that you have not learned anything at all. No, catechism. nothing. Okay. No, I got nothing. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, um, so I would go to catechism and, you know, hang out with my buddies and stuff. And there was a couple times where I was, I was such a smart aleck, I would, I would get, uh, the nun would bring me home. And, and knock on my door, my parents' door, and say, you know, Joe did this or that, and he wasn't behaving, blah blah blah. And so that was what it was for me. And also, I was an altar boy as a kid, so I was up on. I <laughs> was up, No, 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 no. I was Sid. I'm, I mean, really, I, I had this halo above my head the whole yeah. time. You know, I, there's some documentaries on Netflix I can uh, recommend. Um, yeah. So anyway, about so, that specific topic. Oh yeah, yeah, gosh. yeah. We're not going there. <laughs> So anyway, so I would I would be an altar boy, and I remember once getting tossed off the altar during mass. Me and my buddy, because we were making a fun, making fun of the priest who weighed like I don't know three three bills, three, three and a half bills. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he was huge, and he smelled, and and so we were just kind of making. So he had a little bit more of those wafers to, to uh, take in. Dude, whatever. Eating. He was he yeah. was like Oreos in his pocket. I don't know what he had. <laughs> Joe, you're making this story worse and worse. <laughs> Cookies in his pockets, kids around. What? Okay, stop. I, let's Real, not hear anymore. I'm just telling you that was that was my punishment. Was it all evolved around the Catholic Church? What What do you guys got for punishment as kids? What'd you do that your parents grades. just were like? Grades, man. It's shoot. I I, it, I tried to hide my grades from from my mom. Seriously, like you know, when the report card came in, I, back in the day, they they would hand you the report card as a kid, and and then you're supposed to show it to your mom and, and dad and. I would like put it in my folder and, and and not show them, but my sisters. I have two older sisters, one ten and twelve years older than me, so they knew they knew the time of the year and like, oh, aren't you supposed to show that report card to <laughs> to mom? Busted! And I was like, gosh, I hate you. you know, that type of feeling, right? And you when you when your mom sees like the C's and, and or C minuses on your report card, she's angry. And there's nothing more frightening than an angry, short woman, Asian woman, taking her shoe, lifting it up, and threatening to kick her butt because of your bad grades. I, 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 I was, yeah, bad nightmares, Joe. <laughs> bad nightmares. Man. Albert, what do you got? It's like Sid's story, but I physically did get hit. There was oh, no threat. So <laughs> we skipped, both got abused. <laughs> we skipped the threat. It went from, it's more like, oh, it's happening. It's not like a threat. So there's no verbal threat. It's like, that's, if this is the result, then if the shoe comes out, that means the shoe is going to be hit against my skull or something like that. Is, is that an Asian thing too with the, with the skulls and the, and the hitting and stuff? Because Sid said the same thing. His mom would take the shoe off. Well, see, I... I, you know, I think Sid was... You were born here, right, Sid? Yeah, I was born here. Okay, so I wasn't. So I remember distinctly in elementary school, first grade, second grade, third. I was there till about third grade. And you literally physically got punched by the teacher but with a fist or a slap. So um, discipline... <laughs> the definition of discipline is a little bit different, I, I think. <laughs> Uh, and, and we do have a guest, uh, Jason Schultz, formerly of America's Heartland, uh, K, uh, PBS, 
now with the Sacramento Bee and, and Jason, what is your title there with Sacramento Bee? I started with uh, the McClatchy Company in late 2015 as a regional video editor. Uh, I work out of the Sacramento Bee newsroom, and I work with 10 West Coast newsrooms in California, Washington State, and Boise, Idaho. So McClatchy has how many papers throughout the country? Yeah. Uh, 30 newspapers around the country. What attracted you to that position in the first place? And by the way, may I just make a note here? I was told there would be complimentary snacks. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. Jason, you'll get nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a water bottle, but my, my cooties are all Here's over. Here's some water, so. Jason. Yeah. If you a half something. drinking bottle, a drink bottle of water. Cooties on it. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is a 10 cents operation here. So, so Jason, so you, you were at Fox 40 just like the rest of us were. We all kind of made our bones at Fox 40. I was there. You were there. Sid was there. Albert was there. That's one common ground that we do have. You know what? You just brought that all home. I just realized that all of us were at Fox 40 in like 2003 yeah, and 2000, or 2004 and 2005. That's yes. when I was. Wow, that's this old home week here. Yeah, right? no, sorry. Isn't there a fire or something we should <laughs> no. be rushing out to? Breaking news. We just heard the siren. Sid, grab the camera. Albert, get the car. Jason, grab the mic. Let's go. Let's roll. Oh my gosh, that's uh, yeah. Those were the days. That was um, pre-internet video, right? Yeah. The internet was on the scene. We were generally using it to sort of promote things, but definitely not using it for uh, broadcast purposes at the time. Do you miss the action, Jason? I yeah. mean, because the first couple years, like probably the first year, um, I've been with the state for three and a half years, and probably I'd say probably the first six months. I mean, I'd, like I'd hear a siren or something or, or whatever, or, or I'd drive by a fire or something, and I, I'd start jonesing for you know a little bit of action. Did you find that when you first left news? Yeah, no question. Uh, I, so after Fox 40, I went to KVIE and worked on a show called America's Heartland that was not general news, not breaking news. Um, the pace was so much slower. You know, I, I, my first week there, I remember I went home and... Um, this is a nice feature, by the way, for a mm -hmm. podcast to have yeah. the uh, train going by. I like that. That's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very good. Uh, so a little swig right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I remember telling my wife, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You know, I have a week to write a story uh, and, uh, and not running out on breaking news. So, yeah, it took probably a year to get it out of my system, I think. I don't now I'm back uh, in news at the B, um, but I'm not out on assignments. I'm not really even assigning folks on a daily basis. Uh, so I, I don't get that fixed quite as much. Sometimes when it's really big, like the Oroville Dam, yeah. I, you know, I got a little a little piece of that action, if you will. Um, but in general, uh, I don't miss it that much as, as I used to. I still, you know, you, every once in a while you get the little spark, but um, I don't know. How about yourself? No, I mean, it was, it was probably a six-month thing for me. I did it for 25 years, Jason, so, you know, I'm, I'm approaching geezerhood. Um, so it was, it was enough for me. I mean, 23 years in television and then two years at KFPK, my last couple years. So that was enough for me. How about you, Sid? No, I don't miss the sirens at all. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, when you have an assignment desk editor telling you, hey, you mind, you mind going out to this location that's like 50 minutes away because we heard something on the scanner? And you, and you said, okay. And you realize somewhere halfway to this trip, it's probably nothing. Mm. 
and you come back, and it was nothing. And Fox 40, back in that time, was yeah. really known for just kind of chasing everything. I can remember being on the weekends, just, yeah. we heard something happened in Modesto, can you go? And uh, yeah, that, that was really what it was known for, was breaking news back then. If you want to say it was breaking news. <laughs> breaking <laughs> Hard news. <laughs> Flashing lights. <laughs> but you know what? I feel bad for the kids today because not only, you know, I mean, they're, they're pulling these kids out of college, paying them 30000 a year to shoot, write, edit, keep up with all the social media, and, and do all this by themselves. They're, they're essentially, um, what are they, MMJs? Is that, what, yeah. is that what it's called? So, that, so they're doing all that by themselves. And, and back in the day, Jason and, and Sid and, and, you know, Albert, sorry you don't have a mic, bro. But, but anyways, um, we, we would, I would love the tag team and like Sid and I would go out and we, we do, you know, a couple stories or Albert and I would go out and do a couple stories and, and you know, that was it. But, but also Jason at that time, it was like the 10 o'clock in the morning show. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's the noon, the five, the six, the six, so it's, it's crazy. There's something to be said for the team effort, right? Uh, having two people on a scene or having two people able to discuss a story on the way there or on the way back. Um, yeah, for sure. I started out uh, at a TV station uh, in Davenport, Iowa as a one-man band. That's what they were calling them. Now they're MMJs, a little more official sounding, right? Um, and yeah, you work your butt off, right? And you're carrying all the gear. And now that's sort of the standard and they have to tweet and they have to do Facebook and Facebook Live and all of these things that come along with being a reporter this day and age. Um, I don't envy that for sure. Well, that's what's happening right now with McClatchy. I mean, you're having a lot of reporters not only just, you know, typing up their stories, but they're also they're also asked to do video content. And that's important because you not only have your print material, but you have your online material as well. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. I mean, I guess the way I would put it in terms of, um, you know, McClatchy and and the way we're looking at things and have been for a while now is uh, it's about the digital content uh, and really not just reading something. You want to take people someplace. You want to show them something. um, And a reporter with with an iPhone now can capture a a 40-second clip of someone talking about a scene, a PIO, you know, with some visuals, or even, you know, get some nice B-roll to accompany their story that they're working on. Um, They're not producing, in general, they're not producing the full-fledged news packages like we used to do. Um, And that's not what we're asking of them. Those don't do as well online. What we really want is something to complement the story that they're writing, and also something that doesn't take a bunch of time as well. So in the best-case scenario, what what's the best most efficient video that you would have online um so it really depends on the story i know i'm that's not a great answer but uh you know every story is different so let's say um we'll run through a scenario where um tv news used to get the win which was on breaking news right and and they would get somebody out there quickly they would turn around the video quickly and get it as the lead in their five six or ten o'clock show Uh, Now we have the ability to send out a push alert that hits everybody's phones or post it on Facebook or Twitter uh, along with a graph uh, story about what's going on along with some video. Uh, from the scene that they can turn quickly, you know, 40 seconds of video just to show me what's what's happening right there. Um, We didn't, you know, the B or any really newspaper didn't have that ability 
10 years ago, right? And yeah. so um, we can kind of take it to TV news in that respect. Now, there's a lot more to it, and it's not just about breaking news when it comes to video, but um, we like to do impactful emotional pieces. Um, there's a story that came out today uh, about the homeless count in Sacramento and how it's way higher than it was last year. Is and there were 600? Yeah, it's, it's, you've seen it as you walk around, you know it, but now they counted and said, yes, it's true. And so um, the B put in some uh, uh, very good work uh, talking to homeless folks about how did they get there. And the stories were really powerful. And so uh, that's the kind of journalism that, that it's nice to see as well. Is it a little weird, Jason? I mean, I don't remember as a kid growing up any video, any, any newspapers having anything to do with video. And now it's like it's like you you say you know your your reporters are going out and and they have their iPhones and and they pick up a little a little bit and and you know you guys run it however you run it um, is is that a little strange and and do some of the old time like newspaper guys and gals just go ah video what that's for those television people well you know it's interesting it's a cultural shift right if if somebody called up a tv newsroom tomorrow and said you need to start printing a newspaper it would be a challenge right and so you know the organizations are all set up um have you know historically have been set up to put out a newspaper every day right and so i wouldn't say it's as much attitude issue as just sort of workflow structural things that we work through on a daily basis um it's interesting. I, I've, I say this to folks internally as well. Uh, some of the old-time reporters who you might think would be crusty actually enjoy going out and shooting video on their really? iPhones. Yeah, who, the, the longtime veteran Bill Lindelof, a reporter at the B. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. He <clears throat> has talked to me many times, enjoying going out and shooting. Um, and uh, there was a. I can't remember the exact bumper sticker, but he shot a car accident, and and the bumper sticker said something along the line on the car said something along the lines ask me about my driving or something like that and he got a close-up shot of the bumper sticker you know and uh i said bill that was great and i said you're thinking like a visual you know a visual journalist there and uh so sometimes um oftentimes actually some of the veteran reporters uh recognize that this is a way to tell a story and that's really all they care about is telling a story now that, that doesn't mean it's always that way but um, it's actually heartening to see that cool you don't see newspaper phasing out altogether right there's always going to be some semblance of a newspaper but you'll you'll, you'll have always but you'll have this new content to go along with it you mean the print product? Yeah. Is there always going to be the print yeah. product? Well, I wouldn't. I never want to say never on that, to be honest with you. I mean, I can't promise you 50 years from now you'll be getting a newspaper at your door. And yeah. that's really not, like, I'm the video guy, right? That's not my decision to make on what sort of McClatchy strategic I heard that you're the big guidance. shot. I heard you <laughs> right, make the, right, right, right. call all the shots there. I don't know how to put this. <laughs> He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, guys. Uh, no, uh, I... So the print product and, uh, you know, is hugely important to subscribers and, you know, and, and yeah, you're right. It's not going away. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a futurist, so I can't sit there and tell you that our grandkids are going to be reading a newspaper. You're at, not Karnak the then. 
No, not anymore, actually. I do some magic acts if you want to see something, but there aren't snacks, so no, I'm not going to do that for you. So before we let you go, um, Jason. Remember snacks. Snacks. Yeah, obviously. Snacks. No. Jason, we Jason need to bring snacks. Needs There's no green room. There's no snacks. <laughs> no, this room is white. There's nothing. To do. <laughs> we'll, so, go to, we'll go to AMPM. We'll get some, something cheap from a dollar, Dollar Tree, whatever, and snacks for Jason. So before we let you go, Jason, um, just your thoughts on this whole podcasting, because the three of us, especially Sid and I, for years and years and years, we'd sit down over a bowl of pho and we would, we would talk about sports or we'd talk about politics or we'd talk about whatever. And, and then, you know, we'd, we'd say, well, we should do a podcast. And so finally, after all these years, we're, we're doing a podcast. I don't know what we're doing or where we're going. We don't know. But we're, we're, we're attempting to do a podcast. What, what are your thoughts about podcasts and podcasting? I think if you can incorporate the pho into the podcast, like <laughs> oh. the, the slurping sounds like yeah. <laughs> while, you're, while you're having your discussion you about like the... I love pho. Oh, well, we should have gotten oh. pho for Jason. Schultz is coming next time. Oh, That's yeah. it. It's going to be the... I can't. Yeah, that would sound bad. Would you want? I, yeah. Would you want to have lunch with us? I mean, this is like, yeah, this is a kind of date. Invitation. Jason, this, this is an invitation, is, man, because the three of us love fun. As long as it's not an intervention no. it's an <laughs> invitation, I'm okay. Yeah. I will absolutely join you for fun. Yeah. Uh, talking about the podcast, yeah. I think it's great. I think podcasts are great. I, I think it's exciting. I, um, a friend of mine. Uh, listens to this is just a side note on podcasts but how they can be powerful a friend of mine listens to bill maher's real-time podcast it's a hbo broadcast. it's a tv show but they turned it into a podcast that you can get for free and he was telling me over the weekend that he listens to it on his way to the bay area he works in the bay area and he actually watched the show for the first time after listening to this podcast and said actually i like the podcast better I can just listen to it. I don't have to watch it. So, yeah. and McClatchy is actually investing in podcasts. We've got several going right now across the country on political topics, um, on all kinds of stuff. So there's, a, it's exciting to see. I like it. Um, I kind of think it. People are a little bit more natural in a podcast format. They don't worry about how they look. You know, they're just sitting around chatting and eating soup. <laughs> I guess. I have one more is question. Soup? I, is I have, pho soup, by yeah, the way? It's a, is, is it considered I'm, soup? I'm not Vietnamese, but I, is I, was, it, I don't it's know. Soup. It's more... You have well, a, who says you have to be Vietnamese to enjoy pho? I don't... Albert turned me on it. Albert's <laughs> Korean. <laughs> I just don't know if it's considered soup, right? I mean, it's I, I, like... I, I it's guess. a full meal. But it's, it, it is a full meal. A quick question for you. Yeah, sorry. I you got, worked at PBS. You did those telephones. Where are you going? Any, Don't any, get me in no, trouble. No, no. Any interesting <laughs> stories? Did I get a tote bag? Did any I get my own tote stories bag? for like pimping a Doctor Who cup? I don't know. Is there anything that you were thinking? Doctor Who? Doctor I, Who? Who's Doctor Who? It was a show on PBS. No one knows it. Okay. America's Heartland was the only <laughs> show that really mattered. <laughs> was there um, anything you had to pimp that I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm doing this because they told me to do this. <laughs> I told you not to get me in trouble. <laughs> no one's listening uh, to this podcast. It's let's okay. Let's just say some of the programming was geared toward a different target audience than I might normally be a part of. Uh, you don't have to name. Yeah. So some of the shows were um, geared toward a different audience. And we have, I mean, part of the deal in the pledge is that you're excited about what's on the show. And so you are excited while you're on the pledge. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
you know, if you believe in the mission of the station and believe in the mission of public television, then that's totally cool, right? Really, what you're doing is supporting the station. So nothing, nothing wrong with even that. Even though you had not watched one second of that show that you're talking about. Nobody knows all. what you're talking about, Sid. <laughs> Doctor Who. I watched every second of every show that right. I worked there. Jason has to pick up his wife, beautiful wife, Stephanie. So thanks for coming, Chelsea. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks Thank for having for me. Out. This is fun. Really? Let's do it again over a... Okay, over a bowl, bowl of fun. Of if we can't find another guest, Jason will come with a bowl of fun. All right. Thanks. Okay. Fuckcast. Fuckcast. The fuckcast. <laughs> Jason Schultz, thanks for the great conversation. For Elbert and Sid, I'm Joe Orlando. See you next time on That's News to Us.